Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi, I'm Matt Leave, And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod, Pod Yourself, Yourself the, the Wire. Wire. A The Wire podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Wire and, and talk, talk about, about it. it. Thank you once again for uh, tuning into the world's only The Wire podcast. The Wire. Are you, you going to put your, your glasses back on? Did you do this to mess okay. with me? Okay. So... I put on contact lenses because I kept getting the ring light in my eyes. I like that. That was a fun uh, effect, I thought. You liked the effect of my eyes just being giant circle rings? Yeah. No, I'm just used to you in glasses. That's all right. No, I'm used to me in glasses, too, and I keep, like, wanting to play with them. I realize my nervous tick is to, like, push them up and stuff. I just Mm -hmm. I'm very nerdy. Like a librarian. Like a librarian, but a librarian who doesn't um sorry i know i should probably not swear at the beginning of episodes it's just you you bring it out in me and i i can't help it uh we'll censor like if that you made it a librarian with like a squirrel yes that's there we go and made it is a good word for it uh mm-hmm. the wire a show about how mcnulty says fuck the bosses until his girlfriend fucks one of his bosses um nice yeah, thank you. Uh, just a quick reminder to give us five stars and a review on all of the podcast platforms. Also a reminder to subscribe to Fraughtcast on YouTube. Uh, I still haven't figured out how to get like youtube.com slash Fraughtcast. I don't know how to do that. So it's I think it's a string of numbers. Mm. So people have to like you have to search Fraughtcast on YouTube. But you'll see a picture of a dog. You'll know. You'll know. Yeah. That's how you know you're in the right place. The dog. Yeah, if, you, if you see a dog, you're in the right place. Vince Mancini. That's a quote. That's the <laughs> pull quote from the, today's episode, actually. Um, yeah. Five stars interview. Subscribe. Patreon.com slash broadcast. Okay. Today, we're going to be talking about from season three of The Wire, episode four, Amsterdam. And our guest today, oh boy, what a guest she is a returning champion. She was on uh, Pod Yourself a Gun, the Sopranos podcast, and now she is back to talk about The Wire. You know her from the fantastic 90 Day Fiance podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone else, Sophia Alexandra. Oh, my goodness. Hey, there we go. Sit down. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be back on a different um, show. Same podcast. Yeah. Much less appropriate name. That's what I love. Yes. This whole thing. Yeah. We really decided to go dummy style with the name. You know, I love it so much. It makes it easy to find. That's, you know, it's we're keeping up the branding at this point. We should probably just call it pod yourself. But I feel like if I change the logo one more time, we're getting into like a a Max, HBO Max, HBO mm-hmm. Now, yeah, HBO Go situation. 
You're about to John Cougar, Cougar Mellencamp, John Mellencamp yourself. Exactly. <laughs> no one wants to play that game. No one wants to play the game. And so, you know, I sometimes I feel like we're stuck with this because you can only find this podcast on <laughs> the feed that's called Pod Yourself a Gun uh, with a big Tony Soprano on it. So we're trying to fail is what I'm saying. <laughs> We are no. I was really complimenting because it is easy to find, and I like oh, that. Good, good, good. Um, speaking of podcasts that are great and I easy mean, to now find. people are going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to try and find the podcast with the guy with glasses," and then they're going to come here. I'm fucking like, with this every, guy. Every aspect of my branding <laughs> is now fucked. <laughs> I keep trying to change to a person I like. <laughs> Who well, am I? I mean, I think it's confusing when you bring out the baby blues, but then you keep the goatee. People don't know what to do with that. I know. I got a someone uh, commented because I made a thumbnail for the first episode that just came out on YouTube, and someone is like, "Why is Matt giving me fucky eyes?" And <laughs> that's just how his eyes look. It's just that's the on- first time they've ever been able to see them. <laughs> yes, no one knows that I actually secretly, you know, have had fucky eyes this whole time. Um, sorry, make love eyes, Vince. He doesn't want me to swear at the top of the show. It's fine. It's so beautiful. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of great podcasts that are easy to find, 420 Day Fiance, you do this wonderful podcast with uh, another uh, ch- returning champion. He shall return at some point. Miles Gray, uh, friend of the uh, of the pod. Um, are you guys uh, excited about how many episodes there are of that show? <laughs> I really like the thoughtful question. Thank you so much. I've got um, a lot of great questions. You really do. Mm-hmm. We are very excited about how this never ends. And uh, there's always trash to cover. And we love it. So 90 Day Fiance, that's like a TLC show? Yes, it sure is. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing that I wish Max would do now that you know that we got this big company with this big streaming platform, if they could make like a premium version of TLC shows where I could just watch it all in the present instead of having like 30% of the show be a trailer for the next part of the show and recaps of the previous part of the show that I just yeah. watched. If it was just like, if they re-edit it for streaming where it's like, okay, I'm here, I'm watching the show. Let's just, let's jump in. That would be great. I think that's super sick. And I will pass it on to the overlords <laughs> at TLC, which I keep in very direct contact uh, yeah. with. Yeah. Just yeah. get David Zaslav. Is that David? Is his name David Zaslav? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him, get him on the horn. Yeah. I have got to. Um, I also think that we really didn't need to do all the before the 90 days, after the 90 days, like 90. I'm yeah. just like, let's just like go ahead and not do any like prequels, mm-hmm. period. I just think prequels are always terrible. So like we don't need to know how like awkwardly like it's the fifth woman you tried to buy, you know, online. Yeah. Like I don't need to know the history. I get yeah. it. We can do the like mail order bride math to see what you imagine. Yeah, like, we what already your, know what your life was we like know. before that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't good. Stop pandering to the nerds who are, you know, asking so for you to spell it out, you know? I you feel guys... like I'm like the grisly, like old creepy guy that's coming in. I'm like, hey. I don't need a storyline for the porn. Just, just get to the penetration. You just, know what we like. Yeah. I'm here to see some gash get pounded. I'm not here to figure out what happened to make the gash get pounded. If the balls ain't slapping, I won't be. I don't know how to make watching rhyme with that. No, that's hard. Um, so that must be nice. Uh, I feel like, you know, because you guys also covered Love is Blind as well. 
mm-hmm. it must be nice to uh, always have like an episode to cover because um, this is all leading up to me saying um, in we you know we just choose an HBO show um, and uh, you know we go through it episode by episode season by season and in between seasons much like a TV show we take a break just a little break you six weeks it. eight weeks we deserve it right. And this this has nothing to do with what we were talking about right before this started taping. No, uh, it doesn't. Some this is uh, viewers um, are a little bit entitled. And don't understand if a man stops wearing glasses and has a motherfucking baby. Exactly. You gotta oh. let him live, America. <laughs> oh, you know, where's our episode? We're hungry. Where's our slop? Oink, oink, <laughs> oink, oink. Listen, you fat fucks. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. You love your fans. I love my fans. Jesus. I'll do anything you for you. You can't say it with that hard an F, you know? I know. I really was like, it was I almost... heard a PH in there. So yeah, that's what yeah, I'm going yeah. with. Yeah. You pretty hot and tempting fucks. Please. There you go. <laughs> let us let us breathe for a second. Um, but uh all right, let's talk about the wire for a second. Sophia. I feel like I'm sorry, Matt, I'm to interrupt, but I feel like I'm constantly living out your bit where you're like, so I lost my job. Now I got like seven jobs. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's yeah. like when the police take out a drug cartel, there's just more that they spring up in its place. Yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, it's like uh, cutting the head off of a Hydra. Three mm-hmm. shittier podcasts just come up. In its <laughs> That's <place>. right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the wire, this is a podcast about the wire famously. Sure. Is. Um, what uh you know i see that you you uh you change your name on the screen here for those of you listening at home uh it says sophia barksdale so uh you a fan of the wire sophia you know i am alib hell yeah if i was really being honest i was gonna be sophia bell but i just mm-hmm. feel like that doesn't sound like enough of a reference right do you right. think stringer is that much better look i feel like they're both two really good looking men they're two models not even right? about looks yeah. the looks it's like stringer so fucking smooth mm. i'm like i don't know fuck up my whole life i yeah. remember seeing him for the first time on the wire and being like oh my god oh i'm like he could tell me to betray my country i'd be like okay when <laughs> after lunch before let let me know i'm ukrainian Damn. you know what that is to say that's a lot that's a lot for me to betray my country like <laughs> Putin's out here listening like, what? We just have to get Idris involved? <laughs> you real, wouldn't though. do that for uh, for Avon, though, too? No, nah, I don't give a fuck. No, okay. No, Stringer, I'm like, give me a man that'll go to school mm. just yeah. so he can fuck you over harder? Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the kind of petty I'm very much interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not give just me- petty, but he's like rising up, you know? He's yeah. like, he's got a plan. Yeah. Striving. Yeah. Give me uh like a hot fucking ambitious fuck boy who can just fuck me dummy hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't think Stringer fucks dummy hard? Oh, of course he does. You can tell that he's got like uh he's got like smooth dick game where he's got like the hips moving. This is one of the things <laughs> hmm. like Go I on. F- well, okay, so How I know you imagine his thrusting. Well, okay, I would so- love to know what unsmooth dick game is right here i'll tell you um it's uh, a straight line play the tape play the tape brett (laughs) play play the tape here uh yes i have a uh 
I, I, you know, I have a tape of, of me fucking. Four big guys, and they bust on my eyes. They eat my ass just like apple pie. If they keep fucking me like this. I just, it's a clip from last week's episode that uh, I had queued up, ready to go. Um, no, I just, you know, I feel like uh, there's like uh, dance moves to sex that um, I, and I've not, you know, mastered. You know what I mean? Hmm. Where, uh, so... I feel like he fuck like he fucks like he's dancing. Does that Why sound is Vince so pink right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's embarrassed about how I fuck him. I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to be a part of this. Yeah, my dog can't fuck. <laughs> he's like, I'll be honest about it. But um, back to Sophia Barksdale, which is um, how we yes. really started this journey. Really quick. So I was in Paris recently, mm. not to brag, but also wow. to like really brag. Yeah. Um and. If you want to get drugs in Paris, there is no uh, legal way to do it. But there's a man on WhatsApp that became my drug dealer fairly quickly. <laughs> that How did you was fine. It him? was a recommendation, a friend on, of a friend. Oh, okay. I was like, on so Yelp? anyway, <laughs> WhatsApp's encrypted. Okay, don't worry about him. He's safe. I'm. I, I trust his, you. His WhatsApp name is. Barksdale. I'm not going to say what number, but it's Barksdale and a number after. Hell and uh, I have to say that no one in Paris knows what that's a reference to. So several times when I would give people the contact, they'd be like, okay, so what's Barksdale's first name? And I'd be like, Avon? Ever heard of it? And they'd be like, still, we no recognition whatsoever. I'm like, but the profile pic. Yeah. Is Look, a of Avon Barksdale. I mean, I isn't the first no rule of isn't the first rule of buying drugs is you don't like ask that many personal questions about your drug dealer? Yeah, it is kind of crazy that they're asking you like what? Oh, what well, what? they're just trying to be polite when they text him. Mm. They're like, "What's his first name?" Uh, Monsieur Barksdale. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, mm. yeah. uh, uh, I give a fucking I don't know. cocaine. I don't know. Yeah. That was not even a French accent. Please, uh, I'm fired from France. S'il vous plaît, give me an eighth of oh, no, metric in here. I would like 3.5 gram of heroin. Heroin. They probably say heroin. Um, do you have a favorite character other than Stringer? Um, I think Bubbles, obviously, mm, fuck yeah. Yeah. and um, also uh, Omar. Omar, yeah. obviously. Omar's great. Omar's a and like Omar's girls, like the lesbians, were pretty dope. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Tasha. R.I.P. Tasha. Exactly. You know, flew too close to the sun, and by the sun, mm. I mean Omar's Marlo. boyfriend, Marlo. <laughs> It was, it, we discovered it in the previous episode that it was Omar's boyfriend who accidentally shot her in the head. Uh, it, just like shooting backwards kind of randomly. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, there's all sorts of crazy shit we talk about on this podcast, man. All right, whatever. I'm hurt inside. I, I know, it know sucks. I to process this. This is fucking a lot. I don't think anyone on the show noticed, uh, but I noticed because I have an eagle eye and I love The Wire. Um, but we cannot star start this episode of the wire of P pod yourself the wire without there you go yeah professional mm, first playing the theme song pod pod 
Pod. Podcast. Pod. Podcast. The Irish. Pod. Season three. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, once again today we're going to be talking about from season three of The Wire, episode four, Amsterdam. And uh, this episode premiered October 10th, 2004. Vince, can you break us off a little piece of that synopsis? I sure can. McNulty finds himself alone. Daniels is fucking Rhonda. Some downtown lawyer is fucking his ex-wife and some Uh downtown developers are fucking Stringer. Hell yeah. Yeah. That, they I need wrote, to hire you. You do a good synopsis. I wrote that one myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was happening at the time that this episode came out, Vince? That's right, Matt. As we all know, we cannot evaluate art. Divorced from its cultural context, we got to put some of that cultural context back in with a little something we like to call the back-in-the-day machine. It's a bad time for newspapers. The news hole is shrinking as advertising dollars continue to decline. There ain't no back in the day. Machine tells the tale, son. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what kind of context would we need for this episode of The mm-hmm. Wire, which premiered October 10th, 2004? Uh, one of the things you have to know to understand it is that uh, Christopher Reeve just died on this day. Oh, shit. Yeah. The, oh, it was the day he died. The, the day, day he, he died. He was, uh, he was alive for a while. But yeah, that's how I heard death that usually about works. him. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I for, at first I thought you meant the day of the accident. Then I remembered, no, no he he like he like lived for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher Reeve, the star of the Superman movies, whose near fatal riding accident nine years ago turned him in, into a worldwide advocate for spinal cord research, died Sunday of heart failure. His publicist said he was fifty-two. Oh. That's that is tragic. That sucked. I remember when that happened, not, not him dying. I mean, I, I think I l- l- remember him dying a little bit, but uh, I remember when he he got thrown off that horse. Like my thought was like, like, what is he doing near horses? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you on a horse? He's just fun? one of the horse guys. What are you talking nah. about? All rich people ride horses. Well, you know, just like, uh, hey, you don't ride on so many horses, huh? <laughs> That's <the> hot take. <laughs> That's my hot take. Natalie pops up behind Sonny, Sonny Bono's trees like, uh... Hey, what are you doing uh, why, skiing uh, into trees? That's what wh- I said why, to Sonny. Uh, hey, uh... Why don't why, they make the whole so horse... Why so much uh, being on the long the sticks uh, on, in the, the snow? Boxes. Just saying, they need to yeah. be on those long sticks in the snow. Hey, you know, Using you can put some other long sticks in your hands. Just yeah, saying. yeah, and then you run into the the stick factory. Essentially, the sticks' mom. You know, you, know, you don't tree. think the sticks' ancestors gonna be mad and it's yeah. not gonna take you out? I don't know why that's your accent, but it is. Uh, yeah, but it is when I do it's this. Accurate. Um, no, but I remember him uh, falling off a horse, and I just remember thinking because I think it was the first time I'd ever seen a picture of an equestrian. I didn't mm. know what it was, but it was like they, you know, would show like all these like videos because they didn't in my mind. I was like waiting 
I, I, I for some yeah, reason you gotta I, wear the horse the horse clothes. Other like a right. horse is like a fancy restaurant. You have to borrow like a suit yes. jacket. Otherwise, you can't get up there. Yes, you have to and wear the horse clothes. And they won't even lend you one. They'll no. be like, I'm sorry. We have to turn you away. Yep. Yeah, they will turn you and your cheap-ass horse away, and they will not let, let you ride uh, in the Fancy Boy contest. Um, if <laughs> oh, my you... God. Have you seen those weird horses dance? Oh, I love that. Oh, so I just Isn't that recently. The best? I love dancing horses. I feel like Why that's. Why are they doing it? I, I... love it. It's the cushy <laughs> job for the horse because the horse has a rough life, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's yeah, not running in the, the wild, this is the only time it has to really express itself. Totally, <laughs> it's the only time it gets to do like straight art. But you straight know, I said that horses when they won't let it take modern dance. <sighs> Dude. It's like, oh, I just get to do this weird sideways thing you want. Other yes. than that, like, I guess, fuck me then. But I am interested in some lyrical expression. That's exactly. too much to ask. <laughs> Why do you think there's, uh, you know, s- such a high rate of horse suicide? Because they're all dentists. Yes, because they're all dentists. They're all cops. Dude's got it. What's mm-hmm. up, dude? They're it's all. Like, Why the long face? No one lets me dance. Yeah. Why the long face? <laughs> I'm a drunk. You know, I'm pulling this long face. I'm tired of doing root canals. Exactly. You know, I'm going to put I run for a living. Feed me a fucking beer. The fact that you would see a horse at your bar and immediately resort to punning. I think that's why the horse has a long face. That's violence. Mm. That's horse violence. That's horse violence. Absolutely. Horse violence. Horse Um. island. (laughs) Other New things coming that were to ABC. Go- going on. Sorry, it's after Young Sheldon. You guys, oh, Young how long Sheldon. should I let the riffs go this time? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the wire eventually. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, some other things that were happening. It was the it was the day after the uh, second presidential debate. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. George John- W. Bush and John mm. Kerry. Uh, this is a write up from the Sunday Telegraph from England. It was a very different Mr. Bush who strode onto the stage at Washington <laughs> University, a few miles west of the Mississippi River in St. Louis. I don't know why they had to. Uh, in his favorite setting, a town hall forum surrounded by members of the public. His joke about his attack of the scowls in Miami showed his confidence was back, although he could not stop himself from brusquely interrupting the moderator at one stage when angered by another one of his rival's remarks. For his part, Mr. Carey also gave an assured display, despite stumbling badly over a question on abortion and reciting his favorite refrain, I have a plan, with mind-numbing regularity. I feel like I really need to know how he stumbled about abortion. Me too. I like, okay. (laughs) That's all I need to know about. I'm sorry. (laughs) Because if I had to guess, it'd be something like, um, listen, we all know that abortions are fun. And... uh, but I think we should only give them to Hawaiians. <laughs> was it that? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Dude, that's uh-huh. so crazy. Your memory is amazing. I have a very good memory. How I mean, all I, could, all I could all I could could see in this was the I have a plan thing. And then all I could think was like, wow. I, can't, I mean, Elizabeth Warren, she clearly borrowed from the best. Bar- borrowed and from it the worked best. out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that her. was a winning strategy, as yeah. is this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like Donald Trump was like, I, I'm going to steal Make America Great Again from Reagan. Yes. Because uh, he was popular. And yeah. Elizabeth Warren was like, I'm going to find a popular guy to steal from, too. I yeah. know. 
John Kerry. <laughs> Who's this loser? Yeah, him. She's what did like, he say? Y'all ever heard of me? I'm more of a B-sides bitch. People like being hectored about someone who has a plan. They want you to really remind them that you did the homework and uh, they did not. They love that. Americans especially. The, the I have a plan thing is so funny because the like what it's riding on there is just like the the voter going oh thank god because <laughs> i don't even know what to do <laughs> someone someone did the reading oh, phew. oh. I have to say you don't need to be mean like that to us i do yeah, <laughs> feel like, really reassured yeah if, if they have a plan because i don't i have I'm, adhd i am just hanging on by like one thread yeah so if someone comes through telling me they got a plan i'm like <gasps> yeah fucking thank, finally i haven't thank eaten you. food because i keep getting distracted yeah. i don't even know what what i'm gonna watch on netflix tonight thank you I just let like alone the dead to do you know how women are yeah exactly um i think well we, we all know this started right around 2004 uh, when uh, we found out that more young people are getting their news from shows that mix politics and punchlines. Oh, no way. Um, yeah, this is about <laughs> the kids. They're watching the late night shows. Yeah. Uh, I love the way this is written, by the way. This is from the press of Atlantic City. Like any fresh hookup, Jorge Martinez and politics have entered the awkward early stages of their relationship. <laughs> who calls who first? Do they have enough in common? Can they make it last? They are strange bedfellows struggling to find a comfort zone. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. All <laughs> I heard is Jorge Martinez is trying to fuck. Yeah, that's he's what it sounds to, like. He's he's a gash hound for politics. <laughs> <He's> uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I heard. He wants yeah. to dig out some democracy. Yeah. <laughs> dig it out like a pumpkin. Uh, I, I love everything you about this article. You had sex before uh, and a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks ago, the Richard Stockton College of New Jersey Junior from Pensacon had little time for the serpentine political arguments spewing from newspapers, television, and the internet. Mm. If he Not gleaned serpentine. anything about the ongoing battle for 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, it was during class or from watching late night hosts skewer George Bush and John Kerry. Uh, it was never opposed on me from youth, Martinez 20 says. So I never got used to it following up on politics. That changed, sort of, September 23rd. That night, Maverick filmmaker Michael Moore turned up on the Stockton campus. Martinez was intrigued by what the Fahrenheit 9-11 director had to say. Mm. That made me want to learn more, Martinez says. I wish I had known more before I saw him. But he didn't, which makes Martinez much like the majority of young voters in America. Oh, all right. <laughs> they are the politically disengaged. A population of 18 to 29-year-olds. Uh, sorry, page loading. Uh, more likely to get their campaign news from television comedy shows than from C-SPAN, morning TV shows, or national public radio. Imagine that. They're uh, yeah, watching um, late night shows more than C-SPAN. Yeah. Can you imagine that Like kids these days, they don't even watch C-SPAN? It's like, what happened to this country? Remember when <laughs> this country was great when we only got our news from Ira Glass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like I like my news broken up into three chapters. That's what I like. <laughs> this is uh, American a- Life. I'm Ira Glass. So today we're going to talk about the news. <laughs> now, some people, uh, some people say they don't watch the news. <laughs> Just shut up. 
Shut up, nerd! I'm sorry. <laughs> it disturbs me in that the goal of those programs, they're not necessarily to inform, says Susan Schur, assistant research professor at the Eagleton Institute of Politics. At oh, Rutgers good. They got I'm sorry. Me. That sounds fake. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I call fucking bullshit on Eagleton Center of Feather Politics or whatever the fuck I just heard. Yeah, no, I'm glad they got the, the foremost es- expert at Eagle College to tell us about how, like, kids don't even want to uh, watch learn learn shows so we gotta make funny shows where learn happens on accident (laughs) yeah kids don't like to learn they don't like the words as we will learn today on this episode of the wire in the pew study released in january 21 percent of the 18 to 29 year old demographic reported that they regularly learn something from comedy shows and 20 percent also cited the internet as a source of regularly learn something from comedy shows yeah (laughs) it's Uh, almost like comedy some sort of i don't know commentary or i don't know art form these kids is crazy they're discovering comedy's not just farts and poop jokes even though that is the best part yeah no all best comedy is when person puts fart in hand and throws on friend face but if you can do that and tell them about national debt you got a hit that's a winner that's a winner chicken dinner yeah. You know how the, the debt ceiling is just like when you fart in your hand. <laughs> ah, he got you guys, me. He you got guys, me. It's like they're farting debt into the... Give that man a Peabody. <laughs> Dan Cook, you're fired. Vince Mancini is now touring in your place. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do remember, though, this was the time... I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a big daily show head at this point in my yeah. life. And what was like the only part of see, people don't remember how mass mass culture was. In yes. The, the yes. So yes. Like it was actually hard to find media that wasn't just like, hey, war on terrorism. Totally. Good. Totally. It's like the credit where credit is due. There's been kind of this weird backlash I see against uh, like John Stewart and the Daily Show and whatnot. And I think for like. Uh, some reasons that are valid because people are like um, at this point we've learned that no matter how many times you show the competing clips of someone's hypocrisy like you said one thing politician on one show but then you said other thing on other show like that doesn't move the, no one cares no uh, that doesn't change um, anyone's opinion no one's gonna not vote for that person because they because they do hypocrisy but people will go a bit too far with it and they'll be like you know those shows are bullshit they were bad actually and it's like no you have to remember at that time everyone else except for john stewart was uh everyone was saying we got to do war we got to do war on terror we got to invade it was just a question of how many countries to invade and john stewart was the only one who was like actively shit talking the bush administration like not even fucking three months after 9-11 it was just like whereas every other show was like let's put rudy giuliani (laughs) on and make jokes you know they made the mistake of underestimating the stupidity of uh the public which only everyone else since the beginning of time has also done (laughs) exactly true but also i feel like you know there's not really a good answer like to this if we really start trying to talk about like oh does satire work because one of the most depressing fucking things in the world Mm -hmm. is when i listened to that malcolm gladwell podcast yeah revisionist history and this Mm -hmm. fool went in on satire 
And he was like, yo, FYI, satire doesn't work. And I was like, shut your stupid mouth. Yeah. <laughs> All I've been doing is trying to get a yeah. job doing this. You shut your stupid, beautiful mouth i I, I think and then do you remember they were like so okay let's go down all of like some of the history of satire and like it turns out that people who watch say the colbert rapport yeah it was equal parts yes uh people that were uh conservative and liberal yes but the reason that conservative people watched it is they thought he was making fun of liberal people. Right. And liberal right. people were like, oh, he's making fun of conservative people. Yes. So everyone was satiated, so they just kept watching the satire without changing any minds. And right. so when you read about that, yeah, that fucks you the fuck up because you're like, then what are we supposed to do? Yeah. And, and but the thing is, is that like, I think the goal is messed up, you know. The- well, we've gone to, we've gone so far the other direction where, where it's like, well, now the goal of this media is to make the MAGA chuds really angry. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't know if that is better. That seems no, bad, too. Well, I think the problem is, is that like the framework is completely ridiculous. It's like to say, yeah. oh, well, the satire doesn't work. It's like, well, what's the what's the goal of the satire? The goal is to make you not want to kill yourself. Right. Isn't the goal of well, all media is to not want to put a gun in your mouth. So like if the goal is to change things. Yeah. Yeah. Art I, don't. Art doesn't do that. Satire has gotten more of like a, you have a job to do, ma'am, kind of I know. vibe, which is like you're yes. making, f- you're skewering like what is the prevalent view or the view that is like fucked up mm-hmm. um, by being like, what if I blow it out to the nth degree? Right, Maybe of then course. you'll well, be able to see how crazy and ridiculous it is. You're also, yes. yeah, but you're then assuming- it is sad when you do that and people are like, I love that. Right. I want to vote for that. <laughs> but but I it's, mean, it's sad when you assume that the goal of art is to be a job. It's like, no, no, this is the thing that I do because I don't like having a job. I don't right. want, I want to play. Can I have some playtime? We don't yes. do playtime anymore. You everything. You have yeah. to do everything like someone from Human Resources is watching. Right. Exactly. And Comedy you know, is just such a different goal for everybody, right? Yeah. Right. And I think that, you know, it's true of all art in that, like, we have gotten to a place. I mean, and this is, I think, been true probably for a long time. But, you know, you see it now and we've we just gotten to a place where people think that, um, art because we are a culture that consumes media and that is such a huge part of our like lifestyle that like media isn't just about like enjoyment it isn't just about being entertained no, this it has just... to be about your particular brand of uh ideology and yeah, what ends is... up happening is people start going like well no but if everyone saw this it would change the world and it's like no it won't art yeah. The idea that art can change the world is something that is like I think uh, overblown. I don't think it. I well, don't this think is part of hustle, hustle grind. This is like part of a uh, hustle grind hustle culture, culture yeah. where yeah. people are like I need my art to like be doing work for me. Like my my <laughs> art, sh- my art could stop being lazy and help me like uh, you know b- change society. And it's like no, no, no. This is like for a thing that we. Yeah. do to enjoy ourselves yes. remember like this is the just... entire thing about art is so crazy because like the history of art is you literally can't make it without a, a rich person yeah. who is completely fucked up yes. and embedded in the culture yes. that you are 
you know, possibly trying to comment mm -hmm. on, maybe not. Yes. But that's the only way you could ever make art. So like, okay, yeah. at first, yeah. it's like religion owns you, right? Yes. It's like fucking religion and fucking uh, royalty owns you, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. I you're love like it. Medici sponsored. <laughs> and then you're Raytheon sponsored. And right. Like, what the fuck is the difference? Right. At the end of the day, it's just like, you know, no matter what century we're in, it's just like, which pedophile will be my patron? You know, yes. except yes. for us, we have yeah, small brothers. This is we are the first first anti pedophile podcast. Absolutely, we yeah. are on record as platform mm -hmm. or support. We pedophiles. will not take your money, pedophiles. Stop offering it. Um, but no, I think this actually segues perfectly into the wire in general because, uh, again, you know, if art changed things, you watch the wire. It's a show that's twenty years old, and uh, you go like. You don't look at it and go like, man, things were crazy back then. Good thing we fixed it. Like you watch it and you go, none of this has changed. In fact, it's only gotten worse. And I think it's a perfect example of uh, how, um, you know, art is more so a, a mirror held up to the face of society rather than being, you know, the tonic that fixes it. Very good fart. And... So was that the Remember When machine? That This has been oh, the Back in the Day Back machine. in the Day machine. All right. Let's get into a little bit of this episode before we start. Um, uh, the Balmer B story this week. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys. Um, Bunny. Um, mm -hmm. Bunny it, Colvin. Bunny Colvin uh, is trying to change the game. He is trying to legalize drugs. And um, I, I would say he's being bad. You're not into Hamsterdam? No, I mean, if I were uh, like a, one of his bosses, I would uh, say uh, he's uh. being a bad bunny. So, <laughs> <laughs> is he dating Kendall Jenner? Is that how bad he is? He sure is. And here yeah. is this week's Balmer B story. See, bye, bunny, Colvin. Colvin, bye, bye. Hola como esta chacho es el cuatro episodio canción Si no hablo español Señor Katy tampoco no gusta modalo Katy deja su trabajo por eso quiere volver con Avon Ha 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 Policía de Bane round up a los niños Dile a los muchachos para pasar free zone Pero los muchachos le dicen que no Porque tienes que joder con el programa Los traficantes no confirmen uh, The police plana Ellos yeah. también piensan que están tendiendo una trapa No, no Yo no estupido ¿Crees que soy retrasado? That's a word español Bunny, All right, don't break well, the cycle Muevete to the free zone Pero, ouch me El Rincón. Jimmy is that catch on Me El Because you guys know in Spanish, Rincón is a coroner. Anyways, you can listen. I would say that me taking Duolingo for like a couple of months of the pandemic was just enough for me to understand this song. Hell yeah. I'm glad it worked. Duolingo. This episode was sponsored by Duolingo. Promo code cum dumpster. Uh no, that'd be nice if I could do a cum dumpster promo code. Anyways, One so day. 
That's the song. Um, you can listen to the full song at the end of the episode. Um, all right. Let's talk about this episode. This is uh, a lot of going on. A lot going on in this episode I thought uh, was pretty fucking amazing. I love Jimmy's storyline. Jimmy just being all over the place in terms of like uh, being rejected at every turn by every love in his life. Um, I loved watching Cuddy trying to uh, get his life together and then quickly deciding, nah, fuck that. Um, and I love uh, watching uh, Bunny and the whole uh, Western District uh, trying to round up all the corner boys and get them into the free zone. And we're seeing the uh, very beginnings of Hamsterdam, uh, or what will be called Hamsterdam in the future. Vince, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, um, I mean, this is the episode that uh, introduced us to the phrase gash hound um and i kind of wish <laughs> i wish david that they, simon bless up yeah support I think, the wga i, That's I think right. they should have just called the episode gash hounds because sure. it really is Agreed. about everyone being a gash hound from daniels to mcnulty to, to carcetti to bunk um Where's but really the, the only the only non-gash hound here is bunny colvin bunny colvin who had he's like he's doing an office space uh, where everyone else is like in Van Wilder, he's yeah. he's, he, he's pulling an office space slash whatever that Dudley Moore movie was, where he was the advertising bedazzled. guy who decided to not lie anymore. That was on top of that one. Uh, was bedazzled. it bedazzled? bedazzled? No, it was not. Bedazzled. Oh, Brendan uh, Fraser. I Arthur. I was gonna say the only Arthur. bedazzled I know. Oh, okay, first of all, no, that wasn't Brendan Arthur. Fraser was it? Vehicle, which is also no, it was. I don't know enough Dudley Moore movies, but I know the original Bedazzled was a Dudley Moore movie. No, it's not as good as the Brendan Fraser one. Of course it wasn't. That had Elizabeth Hurley and Brendan Fraser. Mm -hmm. uh, it was called Crazy People. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, he's a, he was an advertising executive who experiences a nervous breakdown and designs a series of truthful advertisements, blunt and body and of no use to his boss. So that's what uh, Bunny Colvin's doing. Did he's you like, just say blunt and body? I'm reading the Wikipedia. That's going to be my new fucking... Hinge profile. Mm. That's the hardest yeah. thing I have ever heard in my entire life. I want someone who's blunt in body. Blunt in body? I want that yes. body to be like, yeah, Dems is titties. Like, oh, she looking blunted. That pussy looking oh, blunted. blunted ass pussy. All yeah. right, sorry. I'm Nah, you're you're in the right pod. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wakes up, he got hypnotized, and he's like, uh, we're not going to lie in policing anymore. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we're going to uh, we're gonna do our best people to... People are going to be like, oh, I like that he told the truth about how they right. have no idea how to fix this. When instead, they're actually like, uh, stop lying, which I love. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're trying to move people into the free zone, and they're not moving because they're like... I know a trap when I see one, dude. Like, yeah, why yeah. are you treating you guys us like literally this? only lie to us so that you can make arrests? It's Exa truly very funny to watch them not the cops not understand. They're like, we've told you a million times. Yeah, just go to this one area yeah. and sell drugs how you normally yeah. do. Just and nothing bad's gonna happen. Just I'm go. Like, Right where see where that box is that is held up by a stick with the cheese. Just pull the cheese down, and I promise the box Nothing won't trap that's you. What could happen? What could the worst that could happen? Like, but yeah, why no. are you so confused? They're not listening to you. That is the weirdest shit that I have ever seen in my whole life. I think that's another thing I love about um, the uh, the bunny storyline is that like 
the the cops are so used to um these corner boys and the people that they're going after doing everything that they say um but what they don't realize is that like no we have like uh there we have a a civil kind of uh cat and mouse game that we play there are rules to this game that have been pre-existing since before i was born and you're trying to change that up by being like oh you're allowed to do this and i can't look at look at it in any other way as anything but a trap and uh you see that also in the scene where um my favorite scene in the episode where bunny uh gets all of the kids together the corner boys together and puts them in uh, the gym uh i I love that scene Yes. First, though, like the pull quote for the episode is exactly what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. like, why you got to go and fuck with the program? Exactly. It's like the understanding is, yes, you catch us, we still sling. You mm-hmm. catch us, we still sling. Like, this yes. is what the natural order of things is. This is, is. the and natural. Like, exactly. Now you're trying to change it and you're expecting us to just like overnight be like, yes, we get right. it. Right. And not like, only that's that- not even how it works. You've been getting us used to this mentality for right. so long. And it's like our brothers, our fucking father or everybody so it's like yes. how do you expect to undo that in one like time being like go to this area and not only that but they're like they're they're like no you're you're clearly not this is just another trap like it, the the worst part is is how much they are um uh like they are insulting their intelligence is the way they're looking at it and i i have a a clip of uh of them doing that uh here we go Huh? Huh? Yo, Chief, how you gonna come up here and try to game us? Huh? I'm saying you acting like we retarded or something. Huh? Better we put a foot in your ass? These two don't understand it. This ain't a trick, shitbird. Look, we grind and y'all try to stop it. That's how we do. Why you gotta go and fuck with the program? Yo, what up, bitch? My name is Matt Lee. I randomly decided to do a song. Everyone sucked on my dick all day, and Vince looks mad, but that's okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, no. Why use the clips to convey information? It's for Matt Lieb to play <laughs> editing games. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, why you gotta go and fuck with the program is the point. Um, uh, they they don't believe it at all. And we talked about. Um, I want to talk about this scene, my favorite scene in this episode. Um, and I promise you, I've not edited the clip, Vince. Uh, oh, it it is, is when the principal comes in. Yes. This is I I'm trying to think of whether or not it's the best scene on the wire thus far or I think just my favorite scene in any piece of media ever but uh Bunny is they're all at a loss of what you know what to do with uh, all these corner boys no one's listening to them they just keep arresting them on the same corners they won't move um so in order to convince them he gets a school bus and he loads up every corner boy in the western district and takes them to a school gym. And uh, and I have a clip of that. My name is Major Colvin. And we had to bring you down here this afternoon. Major these motherfuckers. That's my favorite line Because you've the not episode. been complying with our directives. Say what? You haven't been doing what we ask you to do. Yeah. 
when I'm done. I got pee now. <laughs> ain't playing. It's not like you already pissed in his jaws. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yo, I gotta go too. Well, you just gonna have to wait. You just let him go. How you gonna discriminate? Yo, Faggy, why you touch my butt? <laughs> Today. My stomach hurt, I couldn't make it out the bathroom. Stand up when I talk to you, young man. Damn. I know your mother, Terrell. Mm-hmm. She didn't raise any clowns. Now, did she? No, no ma'am. She didn't. No, ma'am. That control. It's yours, Major. Drop that mic, mama. It's yours, Major. And then the greatest ending to this now, Ladies and gentlemen, we brought you down here because you're here to learn about the <laughs> I hate it! I hate learning! <laughs> That's so real, though. That's the second the he was like, realest. you're here to learn. Boo! I laughed so fucking hard. That is the realest fucking scene that I, you know, like in a show known for its verisimilitude, that Boo, is. Do a comedy show where I learn something tangentially. <laughs> exactly. Uh, show me video clips of hypocrisy, please. Um, now your fucked up moment for the day is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. Like that scene is just so good because it's a it's exactly what would happen. It, it it's also when you see all the corner boys in a school gym, it's like the first time in this show that you were like, oh, they're fucking kids. They're literally children. Like you see at one point, you see Poot in there booing, and you're like, oh right, he's a fucking like. What, he should he, be in high school. He's a 10th grader? And and it's, you know, you see them on the corner and, you know, your thought isn't like, hey, you know, what, what are these kids doing? Your thought is like, oh, no, there's a scary gangster. And you see them all put in a school bus and in the, the gym. That's the first time you're like, this is, this is uh, a system that preys on kids. And... Um, and I love that. Well, like, it's not the first time because you see all of the kids hanging out on the couch earlier. Oh, sure, sure. And I that's mean, like the first time where you're like, oh, fuck, like these are babies. Oh, and for like, sure. You know, no. but you don't see all the babies ever collected like this. Yes, in exactly. In a gym where you're like, oh, fuck, like this is just an entire school. Like, right. Like, no. can you imagine how good their lives would be if people just didn't think of them? Yeah, as also, you, whatever. Yeah, right. As adult uh, as, fucking as, perpetrators. Exactly. Being like these are kids who are trying to make money because their exactly. lives are fucking hard as hell. Yes. And when you see this scene, like just imagining the amount of extras and extra wrangling it must have taken to put it together, like yeah. the real scene had to be pretty similar to what they were shooting, right? Yeah, you, like just to you get that can't many get people. that many middle schoolers in one room. 
uh, without it actually going like that. If you've ever been to a middle school and I, I, it's horrifying. And, you know, as someone who's like, uh, you know, went I went to, to one. Not, yes. I don't mean to make you guys feel weird. About Not to brag, either. but I went to but middle I've school gone too. To a middle school. <laughs> I graduated. I mean, no big deal. But um, <clears throat> no, as someone who's like not only gone to like you know LAUSD like public schools, but also like my dad was a teacher, um, and the hardest time he had as a teacher, I always thought it would have been like him at a high school would have been like the worst for him. But as soon as he got into a high school, he was so much better is when he was teaching uh middle school he would come home every day and just like like catatonic just staring <laughs> and he yeah. was just like i don't know how to it wasn't like i don't know how to reach these kids it was like i don't know how to get these kids to shut the fuck up i don't know how to do it and it was like wild because that is not uh that is not an age in which um Listening to authority is something that comes naturally. No, in fact, the main thing that you're learning at that age is uh, how to become an adult by not listening to adults. Yes. Like your whole thing is, I have to do the opposite of what you say because I'm making that transition from children, ch from child to adult. Yes. Uh, and so like, you can tell them to do something that they want to do, and they'll mm -hmm. be like, fuck you! Yes. Uh, yeah. That's, you that's to, how But the you... other thing that I think is so beautiful and like relatable is like, this principal comes in and yes. she's a black woman and they don't give a fuck about what these black men are trying to tell them. Mm -hmm. She comes through, she says one fucking thing and they're like on their best behavior. Cause that's like Dude. what your yes. mom is. Yes. It's that mom energy. She comes through being like, I'm sorry. What the fuck do you think you're doing? That's not happening on my watch. You know, well, better it's the than entire. This. And then immediately you act right. Yes. You just do. Well, because that's someone who like the entire relationship that, uh, the police have with these kids is just um, it's just punitive the entire relationship exactly. there's nothing else that the police offer other than to give you a hard fucking time and so when you see you know the reaction of the principal that's an actual scary person because that person doesn't isn't just punitive in terms of like oh I will you know arrest you or whatnot that person will tell your mom and when you're a kid <laughs> Someone telling on you, telling your mom, like, you're like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Please, please don't tell. Please don't tell my mom. Because that's the only authority figure you don't talk back to. Um, and it speaking is also of just really important to, like, have somebody in the community that, like, knows Oh, of course. You. Yes. So no. the fact, how powerful is it to see somebody that's like, Terrell? Yeah, I'm I know sorry. your mother. I fucking know you, and I know your mom, Terrell. I will tell your motherfucking yes. mom. Exactly. The that police don't even know. The police don't even know these even kids' know? names. Exactly. So the whole thing about like policing a fucking neighborhood or a community that you don't know anything about, and it's not anything that is, um, actually something that is close to you. You don't care about these kids. You don't care yes. about these people. That's the huge difference. So when you come through telling them stuff, of course, they're not going to listen to you. Fuck you. Right. That principal, yeah. she knows you. She's known you since you were in elementary. She yes. will absolutely talk to your mom. And speaking of which, uh, the principal in that scene, uh, is played by Vera Holly, who worked with Ed Burns at Hamilton Middle School in Baltimore, she became the principal at Lamel Middle School, where she actually implemented the whole separation of the corner boys and stoop boys uh, that they do in season four. She was the one who actually did that with Ed Burns. 
And uh, so they gave her. Incredible. Yeah, isn't that crazy? As soon as I saw that scene, it's like there are multiple times in the show where you're like, that's not an actor, that's a real person. And as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, that is an actual high school principal. Only an actual high school principal would be able to do that voice. The tell is. Is how quickly she goes from zero to screaming. Yes. Uh, which I learned as a uh, middle school substitute. Yes. Like you find different registers in your voice that you didn't even knew, you didn't even know existed because yes. it's like no one's listening, no one's listening, no one's listening, and then you're full on screaming before you even yes. realize it, and then finally people are turning around. Like when you're in that every day, uh-huh. you just go from zero to a hundred like instantly because that's the people that you're it used is, to. It is like. Uh, it is an actual skill and it is a God-given gift for some of these teachers because I went to school to be uh, to get a teaching credential for about two months before I dropped out. And uh, <laughs> because my dad was a teacher, but I was like, oh, he just complains a lot. I could I would kill it. I'm hilarious. Mm-hmm. The kids you decided will- that you would rather do. I would heroin. literally rat. No, no. I was. This was after heroin. This oh, was. Geez. I. It was worse than heroin. I would rather do comedy at the brainwash <laughs> uh, than do this. Stop. And one of the reasons that I uh, was like, this isn't for me, is because I cannot figure out a way to emotionally, uh, like, to, to, to screaming scre- to scream without emotion. To scream without anger, to 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 yell in a way that conveys fear and scariness, because you, I'm sorry, but you have to be fucking scary to be able to do that. Um, but without actually getting my heart rate up, I was like, I will die if I have to be a <laughs> right. teacher. Yeah. Like it will take years off my life. And uh, oh, is that Brent? Uh, yeah, I just, Brent. You just, uh, Brent just noticed that. Hey. What did I say, Brent? Hey, uh, yeah, if we don't take a break, the advertisers are going to tell our moms and then we're all going to be in deep shit. Fair enough. Oh, no, my mom's Ukrainian. Please tell them not to do this. <laughs> they love ads over there. Oh, speaking of ads in Ukrainian, thank you, Brent Flyberg, for letting us know. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but don't you go nowhere. Stick around and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm going to be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, (laughs) because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7pm with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, You helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to do it again. That's right. If you are in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby, um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area, and you you know you can tell them, like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. 
That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. Okay, so let's talk about Cuddy in this episode. Um, I I very much enjoyed Cuddy. Vince, did you like Cuddy? I love. Do we call him Cuddy or Dennis? I call him Cuddy because uh, you know that's the name. That's his preferred. I feel like Dennis is is like uh, his. Dennis his, is his straight job name. Like yeah, yeah. that's Cuddy's his, his street name. Dennis mm-hmm. is his job interview name. Exactly. That's his government name. And Cuddy is like, right now, I feel he like. He looks like a dentist, though, doesn't he? Well, He's he looks such like. Such a dentist. He looks like a menace, yeah. I'll tell you that. Flat. Wow. Oh, no, he didn't. Dennis, the menace to society. He's you know what I mean? Look, he really is. He's got Dennis face, Vince. You're yeah. yeah. He's That's a, it's a great Dennis. character name. Classic. It feels like it should be his name. Um, yeah. So, you know, we catch up to him first. He's He's punching a bag. Uh, mm-hmm. In his gym that he has crafted. Classic. I'm trying to, you know, yeah, be a good guy who gets yeah. my aggression out and whatever. Mom's spaghetti. He's, yeah, uh, he's shadow boxing. He's preparing for his big moment. Yeah, and so he gets in the he gets in the landscaping truck to go do to go mow some lawns. Yeah. On the way there, he's having that moment, you know, where like the where the the leash dog sees like the wild dog in the field and is mm-hmm. like yeah that that looks better than what I'm doing yeah uh, or whatever the, the horse version of that you think horses is a better meta- metaphor there than dogs first probably? time I ever saw a horse uh once again was uh Christopher Reeve falling off one <laughs> the first horse that you ever <laughs> I didn't know horses were real I thought they were like uh muppets yeah so he's clearly he's having second thoughts about going straight but I feel like this whole yeah. storyline is what separates the wire from other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like the Hollywood version of Dennis is, you know, he's working hard. He's hitting the punching bag. Uh, he's, he's living that hard life on mm-hmm. the landscaping truck and he yeah. goes to the job site and he gets some straight talk from the grass man. Yes. The guy, did you have a clip of that? Where I he do. Gets, he does yeah. get some straight talk from the grass man. Yes. A motherfucker out here. Yeah, it's hot every day. You're going to be riding in the back of that hard truck, bouncing around every day. And your back's going to be yelling at you every day. I used to drive an SL, pretty gold convertible, nice rims. I don't even think on that car no more. You put it behind you, huh? I'm just saying, you want to stay on the street. Ain't going to be no big reward to it. This is it right here. Prime that bitch three times. She'll start right up. 
One extremely annoying shift later. Every day. Just immediately fuck yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, like the, the the old salt giving you straight talk. Classic fiction device. Like this is how we're gonna demonstrate that this guy's turning over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. He's in for a hard road, but he's committed. Yes. Uh, and the what makes the wire the wire is that he hears this great speech. Like we're into this. I, I'm always into that character. Oh yeah. Who doesn't love the old salt character? Yes. Yes. Uh, guy- he hears that. He hears that guy give him some good advice. It feels like the twelve steps for not doing crime. Yes. Like this is the first day of the rest of your life. Yes. Uh, and it's going to suck and it's going to yeah. hurt and things are not going to be uh, the way that you want them to be. It's not going to work out immediately where you're happy. But, you know, if you just give it some time, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. what, okay. What? But did you all think that this was the exact speech that you get? Matt, you would know about this. Mm-hmm. The exact speech you get when you like, um, get sober yes it is like if you want there to be such an awesome part of your life where you're suddenly like my life is amazing all the time it's not gonna happen being sober is one day at a time and some days gonna feel good and some days gonna feel like shit yeah know that long and then a lot of people will be like okay i will absolutely do drugs again yeah yeah no (laughs) like that is what it is when you get that speech you're like well Fuck, that yeah. sounds bad. It is hot, and I don't Old know Dennis how to use hears this that, lawnmower. And, and, and what am like, I even getting man, money wise? Fuck yeah, it. I want to bring back Cuddy because Cuddy was having a lot more fun than Dennis, and I immediately picked up that payphone and was like, "Hey, uh, are, is the drug gang still hiring? Because right. uh, this job sucks." <laughs> yeah, real, gang, gang. Like I yes. am ready to throw this lawnmower into the ocean. Yes, Can yes, I and please not do this ever again. And I think, like you know, the guy was giving him, uh, I think, great advice. Well, he was. It wasn't even advice. He was like, "Hey, just so you know, like it's this just a sucks." Check. This no, he's this, giving him great advice, which is like sort of a sub theme of the episode. Is that it doesn't matter how good your advice is if yeah. the person you're giving it to is not ready to hear it yet. It, yes. it doesn't matter. It's the yes. same as the corner boys. Well, I mean, the corner boys is a little different because they know or there's they suspect that there's a trick involved. Right. But in both cases, it's like someone's giving you really good advice. Uh, and it doesn't matter because you're just not ready to hear it yet. I mean, well, especially it's the I mean, road I don't that know you know. I think it's the same. I think it's like the corner boys aren't getting advice. They're just getting like directions that they're, they're supposed yes. to Both try. are being getting, offered a, a road less taken. But this and man is getting them, advice or directions. He's getting yeah. someone that is further along the line of yeah. the same arc he's trying to follow. And the man's telling him, like, if you're expecting there to be more to this, there isn't actually more to this. It's just building it like yeah, this one yeah. day at a time. And yeah, he's absolutely like truthful and right. But I don't know that you say that that early. Well, I mean, I think I don't think he could have given that devi- advice it's not better on him. It's or not differently. On him. It's just, I'm just saying that he's like, just he's got his arc that he's got to go through. And part of that is like backsliding learn how a little you learn. bit. Yeah. yeah, I think he has to. Um, I, I think 
he has been in this game for a while of like uh you know getting day laborers to do landscaping and he's like uh and he's telling him listen i lived the life i had a nice car you know i was like rocking out you know with my friends bumping rock and roll mcdonald's you know i was uh you know that's what everyone listens to wesley willis r.i.p and uh you know now this is what i do and you know what it sucks and it's hot and uh you know just so you know in case you have any fantasies because i do think that like when you're trying to get your life together you do kind of pink cloud a little bit where you're just like you know part of the suffering is like pink cloud you're on a it's, it's when like you first get sober yes. you get so excited you're so excited it. that you're changing and that you're you know like part of the like suffering of like you know the hard work is like not that hard because it's new to you mm -hmm. like this is a new path that i am carving you're not you're still novelty seeking and it's still yes. a novelty it's still a novelty In and a then weird when where you're getting that like high yes 100 percent this brand new thing so and a like, lot of people a lot of people, you know, in sobriety can get, um, you know, like a year clean off of just like that pink cloud feeling of like, I'm changing my life and do my, my life is a movie and the fucking, you know, the Foo Fighters are playing, there goes my hero. And, you know, <laughs> and, uh, Wesley Willis is playing rock and roll McDonald's and I'm just like, fucking yeah, people are going to shower you with laurels for being a good Absolutely. guy. But then the reality of it of like the every day having to sit with your feelings when it comes to sobriety or every day having to do back breaking labor. Yeah. You know, if you have other options and you're not yet ready for like the realities of it, you might go back to and, uh, and, uh, Avon. Another thing I love about this storyline, uh, you know, to jump ahead a little bit is like, mm -hmm. I feel like this is true for career advice too. Like you'll meet someone who's further along in their career than you. And they'll be mm -hmm. like, Here's what I here's the blueprint blueprint for how I got to where I am. Yeah. Um, and it's good to hear, but like no, you can't follow someone else's path exactly ever. Like Dennis's path is not to uh do landscaping like this yeah. guy. Instead, he's gonna realize that uh he likes women and he's going to uh teach boxing to some youths and have sex with their mothers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's gonna be his <laughs> path to the straight world. Exactly. Amen. He found it. He's not going down the exact same path as the grass man, but, uh, you know, it, it helped to hear. The grass man, by the way, sounds like a Stephen King character from <laughs> the Dark like Tower. It sounds the baddest fucking yeah. drug dealer of all time, but it's literally yeah. just a man that's really good at lawn care. Yeah, it's a guy who's, like, good at mowing grass. Uh, so I wrote this character. It's called the grass man, yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so he goes down the roads, and uh, it, takes, it takes different uh, convicts, yeah? What and, kind of convicts? Uh, but usually people went to jail for murder. You yeah. see? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, then he cuts the grass real good, but uh, scary. Are you at that stage of being a dad that you respect a good lawn? Oh, dude, this has just happened recently, mm -hmm. where I saw a picture of someone's house, and I said, "And you came." I came because I was like, "How did you get that?" lawn yeah so you just good. want to stand there with your arms folded and yeah. nod appreciately and go appreciatively yeah. at the grass <laughs> just oh what kind of lawnmower you use yeah uh, oh, you did a you did a great job getting them weeds out of there yeah uh yeah you pull oh, those weeds yourselves 
Wow. Oh, you got you got rid of all that crabgrass, see? Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was this is I love this accent. Um there's a yeah. guy on Instagram whose entire shtick is just like finding a, lo- a yard that looks overgrown Dude. and being like I'm going to mow this for free and uh there's nothing more satisfying Wait, than watching that time lapse yes. footage of a guy like mowing, edging and weeding. You're like, "Oh man, this is Dude. Really great." Can it's you like send dad me porn. the link? Yeah, I, I just I just saw this. It was so great, but the worst part of it was is it better than the guy that builds pools. Oh, I haven't seen that, but that <gasps> sounds. There's fucking... a guy that builds pools like with his hands. He straight up carves. He like, digs them like a dog. Out of the clay. Yes, <laughs> and he's he so did. good. And he's so good. He makes pools like a dog does. He makes pools like a dog. I love that. No, well, but like, the worst part of that video, sucks. Vince, was that I saw one where it was literally time lapse. It took six minutes to finish. Uh, and at the end, the lady was just like, oh, great. And then went back in her house. <laughs> I was like, you bitch. <laughs> I was so yeah. mad. That's not. Yeah. And you make that man that... some lemonade and, and cool a pie on your windowsill. You fuck that man. Yeah. I'm just okay, kidding. You don't need to fuck him, but you should absolutely appreciate his coolness. Absolutely. Bake him a nice apple pie. That's all I'm saying. Thank you uh, so much, Vince. You are the star of this show. Yeah. The other person who shall remain nameless, who also hosts this show. Yeah. We all put right. him in a horny jail. I don't know. Yeah. Well, listen. I'm just saying. I, I watch don't enough. Know, I watch <laughs> enough porn to know what payment is. Okay. <laughs> How do you think people's cables get fixed all the time? Um, all right. Sometimes How am I going to get brother? paid for these two pizzas I deliver? Yeah. Your stepbrother's out there sweating, mowing your lawn. Yeah. Ah, you got to fuck him, see? <laughs> now, now I'm a 30s gangster. Okay. Well, yeah. You're just wearing a suit with like an extremely large collar for no reason. Mm. And you're like, a, like the Joker's henchman. Oh. Why are you doing that? John? I'm the Joker's friend. Um, <laughs> uh, so then, uh, yeah, C- Cuddy goes back uh, to his life of crime. Uh, he, you know, he's given advice. He's doing he all that. The game's changed. The game has changed, and the game hasn't changed. It just got fiercer. Um, and then he goes to a party, uh, and that's the the episode ends with the with that. And uh, I have a clip of him uh, at his welcome home party. Oh my god, are the titties in this one? Yeah, they are. Oh. And here's the thing. I'll probably have to like airbrush them out, but uh But you know. yo, I'm sorry. If I was coming home Yeah and this bitch with the green hair and the titties out was coming out to greet me, I'd be like Welcome, Welcome home. back. Welcome home. <laughs> and many the and the music do I have to sell four drugs, eight drugs. I'll sell eight and a half. Please. And honestly, like they're bumping like the dopest party fucking music, and it's like he is just like people are fucking, and it's like what what a welcome home party. And I have that clip. I'm also sad that I've never been. Yeah. Oh yes, mama. McDonald's is a place to rock. It <laughs> is a restaurant where they buy food to eat. It is a good place to listen to the music. People flock here to get down to the rock music. You still like females, don't you? Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! What other editing jokes do you have, man? <laughs> they serve Big Macs. They serve quarter pounders. They will put pounds on you. The old man. Rock and 
anyways, yeah, but it's a great scene because it's just like he's home now, you know. I feel like anytime, uh, like any director, usually it's someone who started in music videos at some point in their life. They mm-hmm. they see a s- scene in the script that has drugs in it, and they're like, "Oh hell yeah, this is my time to shine." Uh, break out the slow mo. Uh, we're gonna do some stylized editing in this shit. They yeah. love that. They, they can't resist it. They it's can't a, resist it. Director catnip is a drug scene. Every single studio comedy for like the last fifteen years has had one stylized drug scene. They just they can't not do it. It's it's gonna happen. I would love to I see. I am sorry, but yeah. the amount of sex that was happening in I know. this uh, I know. house party, like in a very like obvious way, like they are in people the fucking way, on the stairway and ev- shit. They're in the way of everyone trying to use the stairs. Honestly, <laughs> I'm that the guy at the party who's it. like, uh, excuse me, but my, I left my beer I'm sorry, my there. Uber share. <laughs> I would absolutely um, catch my Uber. But it's, uh, listen, I, uh, obviously, I believe you can have sex in the privacy of your own home and that's fine but i'm not uh, judging you but i just have to uh my my brother is a volunteer firefighter and this um is dangerous because if there is a fire how are we going to get out if you're you're fucking you're blocking the exits there's cum all over the stairs if anybody I'm gonna, tries to walk down the stairs, they're going to slip on the cum. They're going to slip on this the cum. This doesn't seem like you, you care about the safe exit. I feel like you don't care about the safety. I just didn't realize that I everybody no in the safety. drug game was like such an exhibitionist. Like they're all, everyone in the Barksdale crew is so just in touch with their sexuality. There and, is, you do see with it. a lot of um, open displays of fucking in uh, like the drug game in this show, which I imagine there's got to be some truth to because I. And they like watching their boys doing like, it like yes. pornily, just like staring they'll, at they it. will watch as their boys getting sucked off and they'll. I'll just wait for their turn to get socked off or they just are like oh, just memory banking this shit yeah, I don't like, know I can't imagine I don't think I could just like stand there and watch Matt get a blowjob and I be, saw like, my friend about it I feel like it would yeah. be weird for me I saw my friend I don't want to have my watch my friends have sex okay no. so when I was I'm in high school prude, but... I-, I went to I played a game of truth or dare with some of my friends from the valley I need to preface mm-hmm. that they were from the valley, so you understand where this is going. Oh, I get where we're at. We're and talking Woodland Hills and Seno. Oh mentality. no, 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 no. We're, we're talking trash here. I'm talking. We'll talking I'm talking Sherman Oaks Van Nuys. Yeah, nasty nice. Yeah, nasty nice. And yeah, my and one of the truth or dare was uh, that my friend uh, who was going to get a blowjob from his girlfriend. Uh, and I had to watch and I mean you had to well it was like a part of the truth or dare and I remember I was into it because it was like this is the closest I've he, ever been Matt to chose dare and he's like I dare you to watch me get a blowjob yeah from my girlfriend yeah oh my <laughs> no. god he loved you so much I don't in fact yeah it's kind of weird I don't actually know how I had anything to do with this but I was I was in it um and uh I watched it for about 10 seconds before I was like I can't do this anymore because it's making me sad. You know what I mean? It was like, because I was like, I want to. Where do you think the sadness was coming from, buddy? It's from being horny and not having an outlet. Oh, anyways. I'm so glad you're in touch with yourself to know that. Yeah, no, I'm very in touch with my feelings. Um, But yeah, so anyways. You have a daughter. What a beautiful. All right. (laughs) Fine. Story. 
So that's that's Cuddy's storyline. Um, now let's get into uh, Jimmy and Bunk and Kima just to wrap things up. Um, McNulty is being a real dickhead this episode. I mean, he is he's getting into fights with Freeman. He's calling him like not police. And I don't like it if you step to luster. I know. Neither I do I. On, do not appreciate it. It was the first time I was, yes, it was the first time I ever said to myself, like, you you know, uh, Jimmy's whole, like, fuck authority thing uh, is annoying. Because at first it's, like, great because all of his targets are, like, bosses. But now it's, like, are you going to step to Freeman? Freeman is you, but better. Like, Freeman is just competent you. you. He is a man that makes beautiful doll furniture absolutely just gonna act like he's out here just being a regular mortal no exactly he is police he's real police he's a man that makes beautiful doll furniture yeah and what do you do yeah what do you do besides get get divorced exactly but yeah he's uh you know he gets into a fight with freeman um and uh and freeman you know Tells him he's not even worth the skin off his knuckles. Um, Which is the cutest old man retort. Yes. That was Vince? a big, big so acting cute. scene for Lester. And, uh, and he You're not it. even worth the skin off my knuckles. You yeah, go I, get him, Grandpa. I, I have a, uh, a clip of that scene. Mm-hmm. You're laughing his balls off right now. You, me, Daniels, all of us. You even pretending to speak for anyone other than yourself, McNulty? I'm speaking for the job. I was doing the job when you was just dreaming on it. Daniels was out there, too. Now, you're going to fuck him when he pulled you off a goddamn boat? He's a boss. Fuck the bosses. Maybe Daniels plays a few games to get by, but he's cost himself plenty for the sake of the job. He's earned some loyalty. Fuck loyalty. Fuck you, Lester. I never thought I'd hear that chain of command horse shit come out of your mouth. Mm -mm. Motherfucker, I spent a lot of time and a lot of weak units. More than you. Now, this here may not be perfect, but it's a chance to be police. Well, then be one. Mm-mm. No, you didn't. I know, right? And he realizes it in that Jimmy moment. Now. Oh fuck! I Not went too far. The skin off my knuckles, Junior. Jimmy, don't. You put fire to everything you touch, McNulty. Then you walk away while it burns. Badass. I got nothing more to say to you. That's. Right. And you? I'm surprised at you, girl. Daniels, Daniels raised you from a pup. From a pup. Gotta get with Bubs. Kima and Prez got that look on their face like they hate it when mommy and daddy fight. Yes. They do. They're like, we're not getting a good dinner tonight. Yeah. But spoiler alert, they both reached each other, you know? Yeah. Mm. I mean. Beautiful thing. It is. Uh, But yeah, watching watching mommy and daddy fight like that has got to be rough uh, for both Kima and Prez. I mean, Kima is in this horrible position where she is um kind of like hitched her star to the most destructive uh fucking force on the show like if you hit your star to lester at the very least you get to like you get to do police work and you get to um you know you get to not ruffle too many feathers some feathers not too many fe- feathers but with mcnulty she like seeks this like uh his counsel i think because also she sees 
a little bit of herself in him and is a little bit like, yeah, he's kind of badass. Like, you know, she likes the bad boy, but she likes well, girls, but she likes she likes uh, his kind of like his nature. And now she's realizing like uh, his nature is definitely going to bite her in the ass as well. Um, I will jump in to say that I don't think that she is that good a person. As we well, will find out later on. We yes, and she I is... think the reason that her and she vies with McNulty so hard is because she is very much like him. Where yeah. it's like, oh yeah. shit, it's gonna be embarrassing. The shit I'm gonna do, yes. it's gonna, I'm gonna feel like I'm completely righteous in doing it. Yes, but like clearly, mm, mm, she wants mm. to know how bad her future divorce is going to be essentially <laughs> and he's like oh no it's horrible and it's ruining my life but you know whatever you get over <laughs> you get used to the pain he essentially yeah. says at one point yeah. and she's just like oh fuck this sucks um but yeah uh then he's her grass man yes he is absolutely her grass <laughs> man <Totally>. he's a <laughs> uh, character of the grass man um okay and then i'm um, gonna talk marlo Yes. So uh, Kima and McNulty are, um, they're off on their own thing. They're not fucking with this Kintel Williamson shit. They are trying to figure out who's in charge um, of these corners on the street. And they, for the first time, hear about Marlo through Bubbles, who's their CI, who's got the best job in the world. As someone who's a for- I love Bubbles and former heroin addict. Him. Dude, like... The, his job in this episode is he gets money to buy a bunch of heroin just to see who's running corners, and he gets to keep the heroin. <laughs> That's the best job. My, so what I loved about so this sweet. bubble scene is he's yeah. just he's mowing down the McDonald's and he's got like food on his face mm-hmm. for half of it. And I wondered if that was an acting choice or if he just didn't know how much food. No, he it was ha- an acting on his choice, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how. Listen, I don't. As an but actor, it, you're never not aware of what you look yes. like when you eat. It's yes, just never like, oh, should I just eat? Am I, I think I mean masterful acting because know. he's doing like the Humphrey Bogart. With, you know, Humphrey Bogart would always have the like cigarette dangling from his yes. lip. He's doing that, but with like just the smallest speck of chicken McNugget, <laughs> just and a it really little is bit of McChicken like, on him. Yeah, like like knowing to have how to have just the smallest believable crumb of <laughs> of, of of chicken on you uh, while you're talking. So good, wonderful. Yeah, he he's crushing it, um, and he's telling them about Marlo and uh, Kima goes. I've to- met him in real life. I ran. I. I mean, I didn't run into him. I saw him coming out of my Trader Joe's, and I didn't say nothing. <laughs> what was it like? What did you say hi? Um. So I was dropping off uh, some like art prints at his house that had to do with the person I was working for. Yeah. The like show they were working on with him. So I dropped the stuff off with him. He was so fucking nice and so Aww. cool. He gave me his number. He was like, "Hey, if you want to hang out, blah 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 blah. Like here it is." And I was like. Dude, text like, him I'm, about this podcast that I will exists. Absolutely, that him is. Yeah, text him. Just be like, "Hey, remember me? I delivered art to it's you." Been Anyways, seven years. Yeah. I think you've been waiting for this your whole life. Yeah, exactly. No, but he was very, very like truly lovely and kind. And I think anyone that I've ever met that has met him has said the same thing. So, yes. shout out to you being a lovely human being. 
He's fantastic. And, and I think, you know, we've said this before on this podcast, but no one in the history of cinema and TV has done a better job playing a junkie. He's just perfect. He does it. And perfectly. just like the lovable, you know, like when he's telling the story, his origin story in this episode where he's a born fuck up. Yeah. Like that's yeah. his, his character. Everybody loves him. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to see him succeed. And he's just like, uh, incapable of it, like yeah, just he's he's, he's self, incapable he's, of not self sabotage, self sabotager. Yes, and 100%. I feel like all of us can identify with that, right? A hundred percent. When he's like giving his backstory, when they're like, he was like, "Hey, what was the job that you used to have? Like, can you yeah. tell us?" And he's like, "Yeah, I used to be this like, um, you know, guy that loads and unloads stuff, and like I was really good at it. And then I stole a clock radio. <laughs> I stole a clock radio that I didn't even want. Didn't even need it. I didn't need it. I didn't want it. I just did it because I'm a fuck up. It's. And the, I think it's yeah. really, really like interesting and cool to like have that version of it because yeah. I feel like you know a lot of times people feel like being a drug addict or anything else is so separate and so different. Yes. From like the choices that you who are not someone that is those things makes. But it's not really even like that. It's like you're one choice away or two choices away of doing something that to other people is like insane. Yeah. But then two choices back is completely reasonable in the world that you're in. And I I just really like the fact that like Bubbles is out here showing us like the connection between, oh, this is me as a human being that did right. This yeah. is me fucking up one time. And now you fast forward to what I'm like now. Yeah. So you understand there's no such thing in my world as fucking up one time. Yeah. It and leads to it, this. He's uh, it's you know, it was it was back before he was even a, a, like a doing drugs, which just showed that it's just like before drugs, he was addicted to just getting over on people. And uh, something like that's something. a big he part of it. A hit, you know, yeah, it's a hit of getting over on people. And we anyone who is a drug addict, uh, alcoholic uh, understands that. But or uh, anyone that actually like uh, anyone that actually like ever feels like they're powerless and wanna yeah. get, wants to get some sort of feeling True. of like control or power. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that comes through that as well. Like you don't have to be. You don't have to be an alcoholic or drug addict, but right. they, they do often go together. <laughs> Uh, but to get back to Marlo, um, so Kima um, goes up to uh, one of the detectives um, uh, and asks him for some information about Marlo. And uh, we learn that he's uh, not just some guy. Um, and I have a clip. Stanfield, a.k.a. Black. The boy's a spawn of the devil, Kima. I see. Y'all damn near had him on this murder. Mm. What happened? We had a wit, boy they called Pooh Bear, chubby fellow with braids. We stashed Pooh over in East Baltimore. Even had him wear one of those uh, electronic bracelets so we could find him quick. You lost him? Not exactly. Boy went back to the west side to cop some hydro. We found him with two in his chest and one in his mouth. The bracelet led us right to the spot where he fell. Those things work? Yeah. Marlo's serious. That motherfucker's real. God damn. That motherfucker's real. Super real. He, uh... You know he's real because his street name is Marlo. Yeah, just straight Marlo. Um, I just want to say that I do think it's interesting that his... We find out this episode his last name is Stanfield. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Which Stanfield is like such a very like to me fancy proper last name. I'm it, I'm not mm. American, so to me if I ever like the first thing I think of as yeah. like a transplant as someone who moved here, I'm like Stanfield, that sounds really fancy. It does. So it's really interesting that we're like, oh, Marlo Stanfield, aka black. Yeah, yeah. So the way that that gets uh translated, very interesting. And like we don't know this yet, right? uh-huh. but like they're like saying in the episode, they're like, you don't know what Marlowe's record is. Yeah. They're right. like, his record is something wild. Yeah. I mean, they don't yeah. tell you what it is. Right. Well, yeah. They but did a Pulp Fiction briefcase with that one. Exactly. It was just the glow. You yeah. You get yeah. to know what the fuck was in the briefcase. You were just like, are we glowing? I mean, you get to hear about the uh, murder of fucking Pooh Bear. Yeah, but there's something funny in there, apparently. And I don't think yeah. it was that. I don't think yeah. it was shooting Pooh Bear. Shooting him in the mouth. Um, but yeah, so that's what we learn about Marlo in this episode. Uh, and it makes sense for anyone who's this is their first time watching it. At this point, you probably gathered that Marlo is not just going to be some guy. That uh, he is, in fact... Through. Yeah, he is uh, a scary, scary person who uh, we're going to find out more about as the episode goes on. But uh, to wrap up what's going on with McNulty... McNulty is still trying to find out information about Stringer. He goes to his college campus and gaslights a student into giving him information about his phone number. He uh, It's super sad because he uses domestic violence yes. as the reason for her to open up records he's not entitled to see. Knowing that that's like, going to work on a college campus. Knowing. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. hey, <laughs> woman. Hey, so uh, you look like you're a feminist or something. Well, uh, this guy hates women. He beats on them. What Give if me I told number. you he regularly uses problematic language? <laughs> yeah. What if hey, I told woman. you he has dead named multiple people and is a turf? Hmm? <laughs> what if I told you right now? <laughs> yeah. He did not make a woman come. Yeah, yeah, that I he prefers you not to. I want to hear about this <laughs> yeah. right now. No, uh, but for real, he just thre- he just says domestic violence, and she's like, he's been oh. ghosting and love bombing all over town. <laughs> he's still a big Is fan there of a Matt Healy. Folder. He's yeah. a he's a big fan of Matt Healy, even though he has gone on multiple Come Town podcasts and said not very nice things about certain communities. He was very unfair to Doja Cat. <laughs> you ever heard of the Red Scare? He's he loves it. He loves he that loves podcast. Loves that pod. Mm-hmm. That's you right. Ready for the truth? Yes. No, you're not. This guy cuts together Andrew Tate videos and puts them online, spreading the message of Top G. And uh, he spends the rest of the episode being the creepiest Stringer stalker ever. You see him uh, like in the you see Stringer in the computer lab and uh, just right outside is like McNulty going, look at him. It's very much. Have you seen the show You on Netflix? You know, Mm. I have. He's doing a U, but uh, for Stringer, he's just like expert stalking. At one point, uh, he finds uh, Stringer having uh, some lunch with Andy Krawcheck, the developer, and Clay Davis, who are, uh, you know, um, he is she, Mr. Shit himself, uh, who is he is in league with. And uh, you can tell that McNulty is just like, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but... 
if our game I don't of, like it. I don't like it. If our game of cat and mouse is over, I will literally kill myself. <laughs> yeah. And you see him um kind of like he's being turned down by every every love interest uh that he's ever had on the show. Uh his wife wants more money. Um and then, you know, his main squeeze, Rhonda. Rhonda! Yes, one of I'm my favorite scenes in Ronnie. the episode. He shows Ronnie. up like a. <laughs> Rhonda! <laughs> he Sorry, shows up like, like a shark who just smelled blood in the water and looking for some pussy. And, uh, and I have a, a clip of that. So, uh, you know, he didn't show that like beautiful shot of Daniel's closing the blinds, which I thought was so fire. Oh, it's in there. I showed it. Did you? Yeah. He just Uh, he liked to edit. He likes to edit it up. Play it again. Make sure people know that he's doing stuff. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) No, there's literally like a shot of Daniel's eyes. Yeah. A very slow movement of closing that horse. Yeah, and he just closes the blinds on it. I love it. Um, It's fire. And he realizes uh, that, you know, uh, Daniels is fucking his girl. And uh, Daniels, like, and him have a little meet at the bar where Daniels has to. Really weird. He has to, like, apologize. Jimmy Jimmy is worried that Daniels is going to bust his ass for not doing any actual work. Uh, mm-hmm. in his unit and daniels is only worried about like oh no this guy knows that i'm banging his girlfriend now <laughs> yeah. so like they both think they're in trouble and both of and neither of them care what the other one is doing and so yeah. they're like oh cool i thought this was gonna go much more awkwardly okay see you later yeah also another thing about this scene uh i didn't ask you to pull a clip of it but i noticed it's like the one notable scene in the wire where uh dominic west actually tried to do a baltimore accent i got the clip yes i got the clip because I'm sorry i think his accent is good the entire time yes no serious? of course it is Every- famously he does a perfect baltimore accent i think it's really good <laughs> Fuck no you guys. no but i got the clip because i finally had use for our uh balmerisms uh sting and uh so f- i have to play the sting before i play the clip say this phrase out loud Earn, earn, and earn, earn. Aaron, earn, and iron, earn. Damn, what the fuck? You didn't talk like that? Yo, earn, 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 Balmerism. All right. So, for the first time ever in this show, um, McNulty, a.k.a. Dominic West, um, decides to do a correct accent, and I'm not sure if it's a bit, if it's like a joke, because yeah. the... Re- the reaction yeah, is, is that Daniel's like an has joke on set. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I have that clip. You ever been down the ocean? 
understand the issue. I I don't I'm not sure what I'm supposed to get out of that other than like it all I got is Daniels looks at him like he's going three seasons and now you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be fair, I didn't notice that no one was doing a Boston accent or sorry, no one was doing a Baltimore accent before mayor of Easttown. hundred percent. Like, bef- like the first two times I watched this series all the way through, it didn't really occur to me that no one's actually doing a Baltimore accent. No, and I got now it. In- that it's been that's popularized. Not true, though. People were doing the Baltimore. The accent. real people who only, grew up there only were, the people were. who are actually non-actors from Baltimore true. <laughs> or actors from Baltimore. Yeah. True. Or a couple of actors as well, but true. For, but yeah. also though, Okay, I'm sorry. Could you do an Irish accent? Easy. As well as Dominic fucking... Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't think I can oh. do an Irish accent? Have you ever listened to this show? I will take your baby away again. Matthew. You will not take my baby. Jesus fucking... doesn't like it when you take people's babies away. It just um, sounds That's like what Irish sounds like. the ability... To enunciate. Can you matter. do an Listen, Irish accent? I'm not saying it's not I can't. incredibly That's difficult I'm skill. I'm honest. I'm it's, saying it's I'm obviously saying an incredibly difficult skill. I just think it's funny that in the time between The Wire and We Own the City, like the craft of acting, they realize like, oh, we actually have to try to do. The no, they unlocked now. a whole new accent that Fuck people didn't I know think about. Dominic yep. did a good job. And Listen, I'll take that to the grave. We all know Dominic West did a brilliant job playing Jimmy McNulty as a guy from what pseudo about New York. Garcetti, y'all. Yeah, another guy who didn't do the accent. Another guy who's doing Brooklyn uh, for no reason. He did a fucking accent. He did an accent, but it was not a Baltimore accent. Finger and yeah, he did an accent. It seems like you don't care about the past or the far past. I care I mean, about it's just in, more in of those. My honor, dismissed. Thank you so much. In, in 2002, that was uh, like no one cared. You could just hire a bunch of British guys and it was fine. Right, right. I mean, yo, Americans in 2023, people still don't care. Even do. First off, we would not know the difference between a British and a fucking Irish accent. Let's be honest about that. I know Second, the difference. If we did, we would do a very bad job. Uh, Matt, not we true at all. Heard you speak. Oh, I'm very Britain, yeah. <laughs> Easy. Oh, it's me. I'm from Ireland. Oh, I'm at war with the British over land. Like- okay. We have to end this Why podcast. Why sleep, you lucky Shut, no, it's per- motherfucker? You're, uh, we don't have time for any yeah, more last do. notes. All right, minute, go ahead. Bitch. Go ahead. I'm going to go through everything. So <laughs> first off, um, that lady that's going to run the campaign, mm-hmm. uh, she's going to be the campaign manager of for Carcetti. Carcetti, whatever. Um, she tells him he's the wrong color, and I just really want all of us to sit on that <laughs> for the rest of our nights. <laughs> okay, great. Um, and then <laughs> a great quote is when Stringer Bell's talking. Oh, they're talking about Stringer Bell. They're like, you know what's worse than a fucking drug dealer? A developer. Ow. Yeah, that was a super slam. They I I personally did love that. It. That is someone... a great line. Yeah. We love it all. We love it. Okay. Um. Last thing is Stringer's just trying to fuck his girl so she doesn't squeal. Pretty much trying to fuck the curiosity out of her. You really can't fuck with an ulterior motive. Just gonna put it out there. No, um, you can't. 
people can tell. But I do tell. like it when he's like, oh, the next time she calls and his friend's like, or the guy that works for him is like, tell that bitch you're busy. And he's like, no. No. Put her T- through. Put her through. No, T- tell love her bomb her. her. Yeah, love bomb her. Exactly. I'm still using her. Yeah. Pre- <laughs> pretend you're me and, and cry. <laughs> that's, what I, <laughs> oh. that's what I would do. I love that Rhonda's fucking Daniels. That's just yeah. for me. Um, yeah. And I'm sad that McNulty doesn't have anyone to call when he gets super drunk. And that is the final question I have, which is that I think, because who is he drunk dialing? Like, he did he have someone in mind or was it, did he yes. pick up the phone Ex-wife, and just. wife, then Rhonda. And then he was like, oh shit, I don't got nobody. I think Stringer. Then he was out. That's my <laughs> yeah. guess. I, I 100% think Stringer. I think he was going to call Stringer and he realized as he was doing it, like, what am I doing? Like, it's like the sexiest. I He wasn't going to try to fuck him, but he was. He wanted to call him and be like, are you really out the game? Because I miss you and I love you. Like, that's what he was going to do. 100%. Either that or Beatty. He's a joker. Batman needs a Joker or Joker's friend, who is me. Uh, okay. If I were to give this episode a letter grade, and I will, B plus. Vince, what would you give B this episode? B plus. Okay. Uh, I and mean, in real talk, I think this is the best episode of the season. I so think so, far. too. It's funny. It mm-hmm. gets all of the the plot's really heating up. It doesn't feel yes. like we're treading water anymore. Yes. Um, you know, everybody is the, they're on their character's track. We can see the arcs developing. 100%. Themes, so many things going on. So many things. It's a perfect episode. Uh, so B plus, Vince. Thank you. Yes, uh, and uh, Sophia, what would you give this episode? We had to give it a letter grade. So I would give this episode a B. Um, because okay. the beautiful boxer man becomes lunch lord in Girls 5 Eva. And I don't know if you watched that show. I have not seen it. It is so fucking funny if you've not watched Girls 5 Eva. Absolutely is he do. in that? Cuddy is in... Uh, he girl- plays a man named Lunch Lord. Oh, I thought... Uh, yeah, I didn't know what Lunch Lord was. Yeah, he plays literally a man that serves lunch at high school. And he is a whole yeah. vibe. And maybe... Watch Girls 5 Eva. I have no stake in this. I just think it's a great show. I'm going to check it out. Uh, he also uh, plays a great role in uh, The Expanse, a wonderful sci-fi series that Ooh. is available on, uh, what is it called? Amazon Prime? Yeah. So check that out. So it's a B plus. We rounded up. B plus episode of The Wire and an A plus 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 episode of Pod Yourself The Wire. Sophia Alexandra, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about The Wire with us. Thank you so much for having me. I love you guys. I love you, Matt. I love I, you, Vince. I love you, love too. Mm. Yeah. He knows what that means. He definitely does. Um, Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and I guess Blue Sky, which is, I don't know, at the Sophia. So, you know, S-O-F-I-Y-A. Check out all of her Instagram. Check out 420 Day Fiance. And thank you once again, Sophia Alexandra, for coming on. Thank you, Angels. Yeah, thank you.
patreon.com slash fraudcast the eight dollar tier gets you a shout out vince this week we have four people who need a street name are you ready to do this mm-hmm. okay all right first is steven hartley oh steven Hartley. we call this guy the baby why he's like bart hartley jarvis from i think you should leave baby the, the baby with attitude i didn't know that i was like is this a wrestler <laughs> and a rapper yeah no, it is a rapper but you know you can have a street name that's the same as a rapper of course it's a preferred um okay the baby next is david su oh god suguitan 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 we call this guy suge knight yeah you can't i mean you can't avoid that uh paul reppa uh, we call this guy Emilio because he's the repo man. <laughs> Very good. And finally, Vincent Luciani. Uh, I mean, is it pack to call him Lucky? Because that's the only thing I can think of. Like, I, I feel Lucky like Luciani. I think if you did that, he'd be like, "Give me my dollars back." I think mm, you got to go okay. one step okay. beyond that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> hmm. Hmm. Just one more step, bro. We're so close. <laughs> We're so close. But I already. I get, um, hold on. <laughs> All right. We, so we call this guy the wrestler because he's a luchador. Oh, there we go. We got it. Oh my God, we nailed it. Patreon.com/slash/broadcast. If you want your name to be read on the pod. To subscribe at that $8 tier. Not only do you get your name, but you also get uh, the bonus episodes of the broadcast that we do every week-ish. So join now. Frockcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right. Thanks again, the everyone. The last thing I remember on my deathbed is the Google Voice number. Dude, I know. When you have Alzheimer's and people are just going to be like, what do, you, what do you have to say? And you'll be like, well, I don't know the number. What is it? 415 What is it? 8675 no, 275 See, the last thing I will remember is, you know, it'll be something weird. Like about eating bugs or something. I'm going to be a weird guy with dementia. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Es el cuatro episodio canción Si no hablo español Señor Katy tampoco nos gusta modalo Katy deja su trabajo Por eso quiere volver con Avon huh, huh, huh. Policía de Bane Round up a los niños Dile a los muchachos Para pasar free zone Pero los muchachos le dicen que no Porque tienes que joder con el programa Los traficantes no contienen uh, The police plan uh. Ellos también piensan que están tendiendo una traba No, no Yo no estupido Creías que soy retrasado 
That's a hard word in Espanol. Bunny go break the cycle. Muevete to the free zone. Pero, ouch. Me el rincón. Jimmy is sexy and chongo. Baracho outside Ronda's home. Ella sexo con Daniels. His ex-wife wants dinero. Finger is muy bien chico. Pero, ouch. Que carajos. Yo, what up, bitch? My name is Bad Bunny. Blap, blap, mm, Give me money. I don't speak Spanish, but I try my best. And now I'm gonna try to pass the test. Vince Pancini is el gran puta. He eats butts and then he chupa mi huevos. And he's American. Blap, blap, blap. Fuck up in culo, bitch. El culo is muy wide. And when I go in it, I'm filled with pride. Stupid bitch, come mierda. Eats my dick and eats my mierda. Mmm, me madre. Fucking. <laughs> okay. Alright, I can do this. Um, I'm gonna do this. Okay. Ah! <laughs> Vincent Mancini, chupa mi huevos. And then he goes and has sex with. Uh, mi culo, and I drink, uh, mm, oh, something cool's happening, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> I can't, I, I, I don't know what made me think I could do this in Spanish, uh, it's not even like the most popular Bad Bunny song, it's literally just because Bunny is being bad this season, and so he's a bad, he's Bad Bunny, oh, man. Maybe I can do it. Right, let's try. Mm. Mm. Yo, what up, bitch? Me llamo L. Man. Flap, flap, flap. In el culo con el gat. Me shoot the gun. <laughs> Fuck that. And everyone's for fun. Everyone knows I'm a rap star. But can someone tell me donde está la biblioteca? Deck nine. Flap, flap, flap. I'm fine. Sucky fuck. Ooh, all right. You know, I've embarrassed myself enough this week. Um, the crazy thing is my wife, I fluent in Spanish, and um, I was too embarrassed to ask her to look over these lyrics. Um, I did some Google Translate. I think I think most of it's good. Anyways, you speak Spanish. Let me know. Okay, bye. See you next week. Can we all apologize for Brent having to edit this disaster? <laughs> Brent, we love you. We're so sorry. Brent, leave it as is. He fucking mm. left. People I love it. it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.